Okay. So hi, Leah, how are you? Good, and you? I'm great. So tell me about yourself. I know you have a lot of stuff going on, going for you. So just, you know, let me know who Leah Howard is. Uh, I'm 15. I'll be 16 the end of this month. I'm a dual enrollment student in the Community College of Baltimore County, as well as finishing my senior year of classes in high school. I'm a CEO and founder, fashion designer, photographer, writer. I'm currently writing a book. I'm also an artist and creator. Wow, so you have a lot of ventures and ideas, and you're, I guess you're a busy person, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so tell me about your businesses. I know you have a few that I, I've looked up on, and we've spoken pre- prior to this interview. But tell me about all of your businesses. I'm the founder of my nonprofit, Adoptive Style, that makes functional, affordable, comfortable and fashionable clothing for people with physical disabilities, as well as advocates for those with disabilities in the fashion community. I'm also the CEO of Leah Faith Designs, which is all of my creative initiatives, including fashion design and graphic design and other things. That's actually what led me into doing fashion shows and even adaptive style. I also started an online fellowship for called Faith Designs Us for youth in ministry to share and exercise their gifts and talents and have a platform. As well as those things, I have a photography business, Leah Faith Photography. I do events, nature, landscapes, portraits, and other things, but my main thing is events. Wow. So that that's amazing. I know juggling bus- one business is difficult for me, you know, being an athlete and being a student, having a social life, but for you to be able to do all of that and still be healthy and happy and stuff like that is amazing. So I want to know, especially Faith Designs Us and Adaptive Styles, I know today we're talking about businesses advocating for social change. And those two specifically really jump out to me as giving back and helping others. So tell me about the processes and the inspiration behind starting those two? Well, my first business was Leah, Leah Faith Designs. That started through fashion design and sewing. I started sewing when I was around five with little things. And around eight, I got more serious about sewing and fashion design when I did my first fashion show. I did little fashion shows that led to Baltimore Fashion Week and New York Fashion Week. Baltimore Fashion Week was in 2016. New York was in 18. Are 17. And it just continued on from there. During the Baltimore Fashion Week model casting, I met Sunshine King, who is a model in a wheelchair. And after designing for her for the show, I started learning the challenges of fashion in the disability community. And I started doing adoptive clothing and seeing the need for it in the fashion industry. And at the time when I started, there wasn't that many companies doing adoptive clothing. And there still really isn't that many, but that's what prompted me to start Adoptive Style. And Faith Designs Us because you see so many teens and young adults without a platform to exercise their gifts. And I wanted to give them that online platform. And Leah Faith Photography because I love to take photos and especially doing events and capturing the details of a moment that others might miss. That's that's dope, especially with I know I keep speaking of these two just because they're amazing. Me growing up in the church and having an avenue to spotlight my gifts and talents with like minded people and then adaptive styles advocating for an underrepresented and 
and oftentimes forgotten community is very admirable. And so I just find that amazing. So I know, especially having a nonprofit, I'm in the process of creating my own. What was this process like? I know it can be very long and drawn out. It can be months, years. How was this process of making Adaptive Style as a nonprofit? Well, Adaptive Style is a nonprofit under LTLL Global Ministries. You can go to their website, LTLL Global Ministries, and see about the organization. But I did my business plan for Adaptive Style. I did all the filing and nonprofit establishment stuff. And some things took 10 minutes and some things took months. But Adaptive Style became an official nonprofit organization in 2018. Wow. Doing it myself, I, I, can, ima- I can admire and kind of and look to someone that has gone through the process, a very tedious and, and long and drawn out process as becoming a 501c3. Being a young person, it, it, it's very inspirational to see a young black woman doing things to advocate for communities that that you're not even a part of. So I I find that really cool. What was the most challenging and rewarding part of your journey? I have an autoimmune disease and health issues because of the autoimmune disease. It has been a challenging journey because of the brain fog and tiredness. And if I start going off into random things and forgetting where I was going with things, that's that's why. But just the the brain fog, the tiredness, the pain, fatigue, all that comes with it is that's part of actually why I had to take a break with the pandemic going on because of my immune system issues. And I didn't want to do too much and put myself at risk, but it's been a challenging journey, but still rewarding. I know you mentioned Faith designs this being a platform for young entrepreneurs, or not young entrepreneurs, but young people looking to do something, young people in the church, graphic designers, photographers, you name it. So I want to ask, if you were speaking to someone your age, what would you tell them about advocacy and giving? It's it's something about living on purpose and knowing what you're doing is making an impact. You may be young, but don't let that stop you. And that is why I created Fake Designs Us, so youth can have a place to give back in what they feel called to do. So don't let your age stop you or opinion stop you. And most of all, don't let yourself stop you. We can be our own worst enemy sometimes, but don't let yourself stop you. You could be the solution to somebody's problem. And advocate for what you believe in. I have multiple things that I advocate for and I believe in strong business women, diversity and unity and disability awareness in the fashion industry, making healthy foods more affordable, you know, making more TV shows in summer instead of fall and spring. Not that I watch TV that much, but multiple things, big and small, just to find something that you believe in and advocate for it respectfully. And if you have a business that you want to start, go for it if that's possible. So the world has problems now so why wait until you're of a certain age to be the solution and that's a a motto and a philosophy that I live by and so you mentioning it it not only gives some validity to what I've been preaching and saying but it's good to have other people your age to to look to and to peer review and to check each other and be accountable with each other it's about building community speaking of a community what direct impact have you seen your business or businesses have firsthand? I've seen the impact in all of my initiatives, but especially with Adaptive Style, hearing stories of those with disabilities and 
how making adaptive clothing has helped them. I met a lady in Walmart with two kids in wheelchairs and the lady explained their challenges and how much what I'm doing would help. And they, they were little kids. They, they just wanted to be cute and fashionable for school and stuff, but also have functional clothes that work with their needs. So it's hearing stories and situations like that that motivate me to bring out a solution. Wow. And I bet it's very, it can be very emotional at times to hear the, these challenging, these obstacles that people have to face, especially in circumstances that they can't control. So, you know, I find that very difficult, especially in kind of being able to relate to hearing people's testimonies about the struggles and the obstacles that they've had to go through to establish their businesses. I can only imagine what it's like to hear people talk about their disabilities and their limitations physically. Does that take a toll on you sometimes? Sometimes, yes. Like even we were at Ability, the Abilities Expo, I think, and, um, and was talking to a lady about adaptive style and her daughter wanted to or was going to the prom and she was trying to find a nice prom dress to wear, but all the young youth prom dresses and stuff didn't work with her wheelchair. And so, and the, the stuff that would work with her wheelchair was more matronly and just wasn't that fashionable or cute or anything like that. And so, and it became this whole thing trying to find a prom dress because, and it was, it was, it was tough to, to hear that, but it also really made me feel like I, I'm doing something positive that I'm doing something that is going to help other people and it just it does take a toll but it's more of motivation to keep getting up to keep pushing through my personal struggles and with my health issues and stuff to bring about a change and help others and that's great especially speaking from a 16 year old girl i know that we're very close in age someone that's about to go to prom i couldn't imagine not being able to have a prom dress that would fit me right and so it's the little things that we really do kind of sometimes take for granted that someone mm-hmm. has to stress months and, and days and sleepless nights about so it, it is a, a great thing to have a different perspective on things and to see things from someone else's lens and so i know you're very passionate about advocacy and social issues and things like that so i want to ask you where did this passion come from, especially with people with physical disabilities? Why are you so passionate about helping them? Although my health challenges aren't as big of a barrier as some others, I know what it's like to have barriers in life. And fashion shouldn't be a struggle or a barrier. It should be available. And the fashion industry is evolving so much. And after seeing it firsthand, this is where the fashion industry needs to evolve more. And it's getting there, but what is out there now is not always affordable, especially affordable or fashionable. And it doesn't have to take being in a wheelchair or knowing a, fa- a family member with a disability to be passionate, a passionate advocate and a solution. It takes listening and being innovative. Definitely. And the key to what you really just said is it takes listening. Sometimes we get caught up on trying to do, 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 do. And sometimes it's really important to sit back and listen to who you're advocating for. A lot of times I know last year during the, the, the protests and after, that sparked after George Floyd's death, but a lot of times people tried to speak for our community, right? Speak for us and tell us our feelings. But I think there's 
a lot of beauty in someone saying, how do you feel about it? How has this affected you? Because a lot of times people can tell you how you feel and that's not how you feel, right? And so I think that's beautiful. Well, speaking of passion, as we just asked, giving back to the community requires a lot of it. And so that brings me to our next portion of, of the podcast about how business owners can utilize their resources to evoke change and give back to their communities. So with that title being businesses building the community, which means to me that businesses are the backbone of our community. And so because of that, they have the power to uplift our community and to help us grow economically, socially, culturally, and especially as black business owners whose businesses are deeply rooted in the community and in those neighborhoods, we know our own needs more than anyone, which makes it essential to be active. With that being said, What role do you think Black businesses should play within our community? Well, I know many businesses and nonprofits that help people in different ways, rather through homeless or disabilities or seniors or whomever. And there are so many small nonprofits and businesses that want to make a big impact, but don't have the finances or resources to do so. So other businesses that want to help can support other businesses. And especially in the Black community and Black businesses, to to lift each other up is so important. And it is about, like I said, lifting each other up and let them hang flyers in your store window or donate services or money to help. And, And I know with the pandemic that it's, tough financially and just being able to keep small Black businesses alive. But it, it is so important to still lift each other up and to still be able to support other Black businesses, even when you're still trying to keep your own going. But when we, when we work together, when we try to, to help the community and, and just the local community and, and different, whether it's disability community, fashion community, any type of, of community to be able to, to lift up that community, to be able to advocate for that community. It's about teamwork. It's about helping others. It's, we, we, we have to work together and you don't have to reinvent the wheel to bring about social change, but support those who are already out there and trying. And that's my advice for, for businesses that want to get involved. You said something very essential, which is we do not have to reinvent the wheel, which kind of means, you know, we don't have to to create the next big thing or the newest trend. If we use what we already have sitting right in front of us, which is established businesses, which is established infrastructure, we can really build up our communities without having to really use any new resources. And so even when we talk about supporting each other and supporting the community, it's not always financial and it's not always economic. Help someone by promoting COVID vaccinations and promoting herd immunity. Sometimes you can do it by supporting the local schools and giving students places to work. When you talk about uplifting the community, it's very, very deep and it's very broad in what businesses can do. So I can ask you, what direct impacts have you seen within your own community? I know you're from Baltimore, but you relocated. Tell me about how businesses in your direct community have affected. It, especially for me, And it's a little bit difficult because we just uh, recently moved to Virginia, to Front Royal, Virginia. But as far as impacting the community, for me, it's about just spreading love and kindness. It it makes a big difference in, in just people throughout their day to be able to go into a store 
and have someone that didn't have a good day and just kind of, you know, gave off an attitude or whatever versus someone that really asked them, how are you doing? I hope you have a great day. Have a blessed day. And especially for, for small businesses and to keep coming back that you want to be able to, to support your, your community and to, to love on your community, to, to do for them, to to speak kind words. And that makes a difference for me and going to different local stores and, and local businesses is just how our customers are treated. And that is a big thing for me. And another thing that you'd love to, to advocate for is just spreading kindness and being nice. It, it can make a huge difference in someone's day. And I think that if a, a company or a, a business is, is helping their community, is being kind to their community, then the community will keep coming back. And that's beautiful. Spreading love, visiting your local businesses are all things that we all should really adopt in our own lives. But Think Black, Think Black, the brand actually means thinking Black and putting your community first when it comes to visiting local businesses, cross-promoting businesses. I think a lot of times as business owners, and I can fall victim of this too, seeing every other business as a competitor when in reality, we're, we're almost like a team. We're I'm an extension of another business because we're all really in the same community and we're in the same boat. So I think it's very important to say, I'm not your enemy, I'm not your competitor, even someone in the same field as me to say, if we build each other up, we'll all, we'll all survive. And so I think with that being said, how have other businesses helped you? I know you said you're a subsidiary of a bigger um, organization, but how have other business owners, especially Black business owners, how have they kind of guided you and took took you under their wing as a young person? How have other businesses helped you? Well, well, LTLO, who I am, am under uh, as far as a nonprofit, they do so much for for their for the community, for the, the United States globally. They they help so many people and it is wonderful to to see that. And it's it's about seeing the heart of of the different businesses and Aside from from them just being a header for adaptive, they've they've helped with guiding my organization, and and especially with with partnership, and working with disability organizations, and being able to explain, hey, this is what we do, and we love to work together. We'd love to be able to to help the the disability community, and be able to to partner and work together. Even for, and I went to Miss Wheelchair America in 2019. I made the gown for the title holder for 2019. And the, how I got in the door with Miss Wheelchair America was they offered me a sponsorship for, in, in exchange for making the dress, they gave me a booth, they gave me a workshop and the logo on the step and repeat and all these different things. And it was because of the same community working together and being able to share what what I'm doing, what they're doing and work together. And so, and both of our accomplishments as businesses were made. Yeah, and I mean, I know firsthand how impactful someone else's guidance and kind of support saying, we'll give you a table in our event. We're for the same cause and things like that. So, I mean, I, I know that it can make 
a world of a difference when it comes to a startup business like that. I had a few mentors that helped me and poured into me about how to brand myself as a young Black woman, how to be professional and poised, start to develop my business. And so I think a lot of times having those older people or more experienced people, even people my age, someone like you who's been in this kind of circle in this world for a longer time could, could give even give me some, some guidance to say, this is what I learned and this is my trial and error. And I think that's the beauty of our community. We have so many people that have done so many things and then seen so many things and have been so many places, right? And so I think the more that we share our stories and our testimonies and our fails and our successes, the more that we can really grow as a community. Mm-hmm. So I know that we're both young, and like I mentioned, we're the same age, and social media is a huge part of our lives and our generation. How do you utilize social media as a resource to help people, to get business, to advocate for things? How do you use social media as a tool for you? Well, as well as social media, I, well, before COVID, I love to, to go out and advocate in person. And even back in 2018, I was diagnosed with lupus. Actually, I think I was diagnosed in 2017. But in 2018, I went to the lupus summit. And we all went up to to Capitol Hill and were advocating for lupus research and other things with lupus. And it was incredible to see all of us come together for one reason, to be able to work together and advocate for what we believe in. And of course, I shared that, you know, on my Facebook and Instagram and stuff and was able to share about what what we believe in. And so I know I need to put, to post more with my businesses and stuff and, and advocacy, but I think it's more about when you, you have a motto or something that you feel that kind of changes your advocacy, like the way that you explain things or approach things to share those things. And that's that's more of, of what I, I share is rather it's a, a meme or rather it's just a quote or something that supports what we believe in. Definitely. And I know as someone that has a digital business, everything I do is online, really, except for some in-person networking events or something like that. So for me, we're very different. I thrive off of the digital and online world. That's, that's all that my business really is. And so I think it's, it's kind of cool to see how we can have the same goal and have the same end goal, but our routes to get there are so very different. You're very big on in-person networking and, and interacting with people. And I'm more of a log in here and sign up here. And we, we have the same message and we get the same things done. But I think it's really cool how we can do different things and still get the same thing achieved. Mm-hmm. So I have to ask, with you not being a part of this community, is it sometimes difficult to relate with there being such a difference in barrier? I know you can be empathetic and be sympathetic, but it, it kind of becomes hard when you can't fully and directly relate to someone's struggle. Is that challenging sometimes? It is. It is challenging to be able to relate and to be able to even explain why I am doing adaptive style. Like you don't have a, a disability. Why are you why are you doing this? Why are you so so passionate about it? And it's it's about listening and, and putting yourself in their shoes and understanding where they are they are coming from. And 
where I feel like I, I do well is by listening and understanding where they're coming from. And even a model, Sunshine King, the one that I was talking about with Baltimore Fashion Week and all that, I was talking to her once and we were talking about having to go and get her hair done before fashion show. And she was explaining about how the difficulty of going and getting her hair done. And we as, we as able-bodied people may not think about it that much, but going from, and especially as in the, in the Black community and dealing with Black hair, how you have to go from chair to chair to chair to with washing and drying and, and all the, the different things and stuff. But for those in wheelchairs, that's transfers. That's going from their wheelchair to a chair to their wheelchair to another chair to the wheelchair and making all of those transfers. And so and it's understanding stories like that and understanding where they're coming from from a fashion point of view, from just understanding their their struggles and their challenges of what they have to go through. But it's it's understanding where where they're coming from and putting yourself in their shoes. And I'll even just walk through the store or just go about my day and imagine what this would be like if I was in a wheelchair from point of, of fashion and stuff. Okay, if I'm wearing these pants, how would this work, you know, and just what tools would work for that situation. And so, and for me, even though it's it's challenging sometimes, I feel like listening and understanding where they are coming from does have a benefit. Definitely, you know, the term or the thing I learned in Lord, like elementary school was you listen and then you learn. Sometimes it takes you to just open your ears up and, and sit back and really say, okay, I don't understand, but I can empathize. And so I think that that's something that as a business owner and especially as an advocate, you have to really learn how to master. I think you, you've learned to really master that. And so I know that we've been going on for a minute and I do have this last question. I know that you're a native of Baltimore and we're a very rich city with a lot of, of ro deeply rooted talents and businesses. In the city of Baltimore, how have you seen businesses make an impact? And what, what things do you think businesses and business owners can do to really help a city that, that's crying out for help in, in certain areas? As far as Baltimore? Yes. I think as far as Baltimore, that, you know, there are, there's so many, so many businesses in Baltimore and, and they're all a little different and they all have their different way of, of going about things with their business and, and just the, the different people and different types of businesses. But as far as I think helping their, their communities and lifting each other up is, is simply that is still lifting each other up is still helping other businesses. It's spreading love and, and kindness and being able to, to share what they do and just how they can be a part of their community. I know that you shared sharing love and although that's a really big, a really good tool for uplifting people and encouraging people what physical things could businesses do when I'm talking about vaccination centers food drives back to school drives what things could businesses 
do directly within their communities that they're in? Um, I mean, it, it's it, it kind of depends on what the, the business type is. But I really think that just networking with the rest of the community, being able to learn about other businesses and what they are doing and being able to work with them. And also, like I said, it kind of depends on the type of business, but being able to, to rather it's doing a health drive or coat drive or something of the sort to, to help homeless or whatever it is, like I said, it kind of depends on the type of business and what community they are trying to impact and they are trying to help. But it, it's still for me about helping other businesses and lifting each other up. I think that that's the biggest thing that they can do is to, to lift each other up, to, to make that impact through supporting other businesses and other business, businesses supporting them. Wow, and I think we, we both kind of agree on that, saying the main thing that businesses can do within the community is to share love, spread positivity, spread encouragement, spread love, whether it's donating money, whether it's getting on the street and helping a person with limited resources. It's all about using your resources to provide, to give to someone else so that they can use their resources to give someone else, paying it forward. And so I thank you so much for joining us. It's been a great discussion. Tell us about where we can find you and where we can see what you're doing next. You can go to www.adaptivestyle.org. And you can also go to uh, www.faithdesignsus.org to learn about Faith Designs Us and Adaptive Style. You can also go to our Facebook and Instagram pages and like, subscribe, follow, all of that. And thank you so much for inviting me and for having me on the show. All right, we'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you.